Hello everyone, welcome to my the podcast with me, Johnny Williams. Thanks for streaming, downloading, and all those things. If you can share it about, that's fantastic, so people can listen. Today, I am talking to the artist, the Welsh artist, Bedwyr Williams, who's kindly who kindly invited me over to his house. Now, Bedwyr is an artist. If you've been on Instagram, you might have seen him on that. Uh, sort of like to my shame. Instagram is where I've noticed him really because he's been an award-winning artist for many years but he's gained massive fan base over on Instagram through his funny drawings which he might do a few of a day and they're spiteful, they're playful, they're funny, they're clever taking the piss out of a lot of artists and curators and second home owners as we talk about in this interview Bedwyr has a show in Aberystwyth at the minute and there you can pick up a copy of his book, This Is Everything, and his merch, like the shit discussion cups. And if you want any of that, by the way, go to the Southwark Park Galleries. You might be able to buy some stuff there. Or just get the link off his website. And that'll direct you to all the quality stuff that his work is on. Also, he's got an exhibition in East Key. Watch it at the minute called The Sea Wall. And that features some short film um, or short films, I'm not quite sure, uh, of an older artist, which he depicts often in his drawings. And you'll enjoy that. And we'll, we'll put an extract in this interview so you can hear a little bit of that as well. Quite Chris Morris-esque. Very funny. The Sea Wall runs till the 8th of May this year, 2022. So here I am talking to Bedwa Williams. And I think I'm going to ask him what he's working on right now. I'm working on the moment on a, a commission with the Science Gallery, uh, Science Museum in London. So they've got all of their collection. It's all being moved to an aircraft hangar in Wiltshire. And um, it's just full of like the weirdest, you know, like inventions, all sorts of bits of technology that are not used anymore. It's like a, there's a Rolling Stones tour jet from oh, there. Because it's an aircraft hangar, they've got aeroplanes there. So some of the first motor vehicles, like weird inventions, medical things, a room full of, you know, wooden legs. Uh, just everything and anything, old computers and stuff. So I'm making a, a book about that with some writers and we're going to make a film about it. So it... That's one of my favourite things is when you can have a look at a collection, but not just what the public see, but, you know, into the storage bits and stuff. You know? uh, how has it progressed as in you get now approached to do these sort of things? Well, usually, like for that, I had to apply and, you know, I had to try against other people for the commission. Sometimes you get approached, I've got a gallery in London that represent me, so they sell my work. Yeah. Uh, it's just... When you say starting, after yeah. what, uni, uni? Yeah, I moved back... To, I lived in Holland for a year and I moved back to Wales in, like, 2001. And uh, all my friends in London said, don't move back to Wales. But what's good is, then, it was cheap to live here. Yeah. And there's lots of space. And, you know, living in London is so expensive that that becomes your primary concern, in a way. Whereas... Yeah. In Wales, you can, in North Wales then, you could, you know, you could do quite ambitious things on a shoestring. And 
also for me it's like this is where I grew up so all my ideas are based on things that happened to me as a kid or experiences so that's I was where think, you wanted to be yeah yeah. Oh, yeah it's always I always think this thing like Imagine if all the dentists in the world moved to Berlin, do you know what I mean? Then it'd be shit for everyone else. And I think it's the same with artists and musicians. I don't think we should all be living in one city, do you know what I mean? No. So I I like, I just like the, I like the quiet a bit. I I work in Liverpool two days a week, so I get some city life. But I don't, yeah, I don't feel like I need to be around other artists all the time. I like just being part of a population. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like going to B and Q, and <laughs> I always talk about B and Q for some reason. I don't know when you first came back to Wales. What was the sort of first as an artist? What was the first thing you do? I worked in the Mustin Gallery in Llandudno as a you know a assistant there. Yeah. And with some friends that had connections to that gallery, we started a, a like a once a month cinema in Better called, called the Real Institute, which was like we showed arty films to like people in the Conway Valley on yeah. like this big like we had a proper projector and a big screen, and uh, that was the thing that kind of got me back into doing things you know like I've met people from other parts of the country through that and um, but it was slow you know that's the thing like yeah I've done little projects that I wish I hadn't done you know but it's the one good thing about being self-employed is if you need to do a job that you don't really want to do for a month you can just do it and just to pay for something else you want to do you know so it gives you flexibility I guess and um yeah, it's been difficult, you know. Like moving to North Wales was back to North Wales wasn't easy, but I am I would wouldn't change it. Do you know what I mean? No. Like because uh, I think it's important for people to be living here doing things. It can't just be a place for people to come on holiday. Do you know what I mean? That'd be <laughs> disaster. Yeah. You know I mean? And it's just it's nice then to go and visit your London exactly and, yeah and, and jo- yeah and, enjoy then, and really enjoy that you know yeah. and then come back and be glad where you live and you know I also people get on my nerves here like they do anywhere else but I actually do like North Wales I like how there's something about people in North Wales that seems to be like a modesty as well like if you're going to an airport like Manchester you'll hear like people from North Wales like either language Welsh or English they're never that loud do you know what I mean they're quite yeah. bit, I always think like Mark was the football player like that yeah. quite quiet like, not yeah. talking too loud that's North Wales to me yeah. it's like that a bit people from Cumbria and England are kind of the same I think it's just because it's wet and rainy and like you know yeah like like Mark was talking that's how I that's my kind of general you have a few outliers but like yeah. not super gregarious or something like that like somebody who'd work in like B and Q, B and Q, or like <laughs> no anywhere, or like in a, in a in like council offices or anywhere. It's like just that kind of yeah. It's not like that. Not like Ita- like the opposite of Italians or something yeah. like that. You like the modesty of yeah. There's uh, a modesty. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes some of the more flamboyant tourists in the summer seem quite funny to me. Is like when mm. they arrive, you know, it, yeah. they're at such odds with the people that are serving them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
they're getting your name wrong. Oh, you yeah. purposely get your name wrong and your little answers to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, are any of them, as have people actually said... Some of them. Bedwolf. Yeah, not Bedwolf, no, but like, people have said Baldwin. Baldwin? Yeah, when I was living in uh, Vienna, somebody said Baldwin. So I've kind of stored them, you know, over the years, like the different mispronunciations. It's a hell of a mistake, though. Bedwin. Bed, Bedwolf. Yeah. I wrote them down because they, re- they really make me laugh when you put the bed rot. Bed rot. Yeah, I just thought like... Bedwood. There's also that horrible um, thing that people say, you know, often like people on, like, or right-wing people on social media will call people like libtard, you yeah, know. So yeah. they say the word liberal and retard and they come up with yeah. libtard. So I thought it's a bit in the vein of that, you know, like... Um, yeah. What would if somebody was trying to mispronounce my name on purpose? What could they say to? Yeah, all right, Bedwolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Whatever like your that. name is. Yeah. yeah, but also I grew up in Colin Bay, where you know having the name Bedwolf was like like having a plank strapped to your head. Do you know what I mean it was just like a my name was like a constant source of either amusement or confusion? You know, you went to school there. Yeah. So is that Welsh language? Yeah, I went to Welsh language school, but all my mates outside of school were English speaking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I imagine Colwyn Bay is any Welsh language really. Yeah, no, there's, there's, there is some. It's like, a, you know, we used to go to the Earth and stuff like that in Old Colwyn, and on a Friday night in the early 80s, you'd have maybe like 60 or 70 kids, you know. And um, if you go inland a few miles, most of the farmers speak Welsh, unlike their yeah. kids and people in the villages. Mm. So, it, but the difference is that you just don't hear it as much. Do you know what I mean? So, is it that thing where people just don't? It's not the thing to do to speak it, like it, you know, say maybe not here, but in Carnarvon or something. Yeah, they don't really they're not thinking twice, are they? No. Also, it's a it's a working class language in Carnarvon, isn't it? In a yeah. way that it. Yeah. In Colwyn Bay, the tendency would be for people to be maybe teachers or something like that. So often people from this area, you know... So from, they made, made the effort. Yeah, or who've moved there to yeah. work in a Welsh school. But then you'd have, like, older people that spoke Welsh, but just not very often, do you know what I mean? I think people used to find, like, Welsh such an anachronism in the 80s that you... Say you're called Bedwyr and you're talking to some kid called Dave or something like that who whose parents don't speak Welsh, he's cool, you know, everything in the media is English from America or something. Like, you've got no comeback as a kid, do you know what I mean? No. Whereas now, and I, not that I think, oh yeah, it's good, everything's changed, but it's like, just like soccer players speaking Welsh and stuff like that in interviews, or like people in bands or like actors, mm. it's just slightly just push the balance back do you know what I mean I'm sure most of say like a starting 11 for the Wales team now yeah are Welsh speaking or can speak Welsh yeah yeah I'm sure there's like 7 or 8 players yeah anyway. yeah or they can say something at least yeah. yeah but you get like Joe Allen having yeah. an interview with SOC at the end and you know that would have been ridiculous in the 90s yeah this sounds like it's um, having a go but is it the middle classness of football yeah. That's what's, is that what's changed? No, I don't think so. I reckon it's just um, 
I think more people are sending their kids to Welsh schools in the south, but I think, I'm not sure if it's like a middle class thing. No. I don't think so. Because, um, do you know what I think that's changed is that it's internet that I think that's changed things. Because internet is perfect for the Welsh language because there's not that many people that speak Welsh. Yeah. So a TV channel that is trying to keep everybody who speaks Welsh happy is like doomed to failure because the chances that you, if you want to do a documentary about S&M, then maybe only five people will watch it. Yeah, but yeah. if you want to do like a thing about, you know, badgers or something, yeah. then loads of people watch it. Yeah. So it's got that weird, like, you can't, can't please any of the people any of the time, really, with S O C. No, but then with it's probably internet, the hardest channel yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to, to curate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really do. They've got to like squeeze in their music slot in the night. Yeah. They've got to get everything. Soap. They, they're they're going to get shit from somebody, whatever they do. Yeah. But the thing about the internet that's good is that you can. It doesn't matter when you watch things or listen to things. And I think internet has given voice to people that spoke Welsh that weren't aren't middle class or aren't in the media. So whether that's singing in bands or like people just saying random shit in mm. half Welsh, half English, mm. it it feels like that Welsh doesn't belong to a kind of middle class anymore. Like yeah. it's and also that it's alright for you to speak a bit of half and half and that it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? And in that way, you know, like it, it, people feel like they own it a bit now, not yeah. like it's this poncy language that yeah. you feel that you're not good enough to speak. Do you, know? Yeah. you know, growing up in Colin Bay, the thing that I'm really proud of is that I'm bilingual, not that I'm proud that I'm a Welsh language first language speaker. Do you know what I mean, I like, I love the in-between bit between the two languages because English is like this Ferrari, do you know what I mean? Like it's got all words and like, you know, amazing expressions, amazing people are written in the language. And then Welsh is like some kind of vintage car, do you know what I mean, with like a funny clutch and, uh, you know, it doesn't start when it's cold or whatever. And so those two things together are hilarious, do you know what I mean? Right. Like, so you like the yeah. Wenglish? Yeah, not Wenglish like if it's not interesting, but like when people, um, like my granddad used to go and watch Conway Burra play football this is going back to like fifties or something, yeah. and he said uh, Conor Burra were playing Blaine now or something. Obviously, everyone from Blaine then spoke Welsh, but people from Conway probably didn't that much. Yeah. And then somebody shouted, uh, "Dorsey Berry with the pen and the slates" or something like that at the Blaine now player. Do you know what I mean? It's like a kind of crap insult, but there's just something about <laughs> that, like getting it wrong but still knowing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. I think that's... Be good as a chant. Yeah. that chant in that. Yeah, but also the thing is, like, one of the problems with Welsh is that a lot of the people that, like, you know, are most fervent about keeping it alive are also people that want to keep it alive as, like, a perfect relic. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, so they, they're they resistant of people speaking Welsh or, like, mixing it up. I think that's changed. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And also, like, I'm not, you know, I can't write poetry in Welsh, I can't write particularly well in Welsh, but I do like talking in Welsh yeah. to my kids, and, like, and I think that it belongs to everyone, doesn't it? It's not. Like, that's what, why English is so, like, like a kind of knotweed, is that it doesn't matter if you speak it well or badly. Do you know what I mean? 
That's yeah. the thing. It's not like, yeah. you know, you'd have to be a real jerk to pick somebody up about their English, from, you know, like from overseas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you'd think they were like racist or something like that. I mean, often the, those people are. But like with Welsh, it's like, this, they've got the double thing of like, it has a small vocabulary and not many people speak it. So it's a bit like somebody trying to stop water disappearing into the sand, isn't it? Like mm. they're fucking don't waste it, or, you know. Like it's a bit like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But did John Harton get into bother because of his? Yeah, yeah. You know, half-time analysis or something. Yeah, somebody, some real stiff bloke said something like, uh, "It was like a Western male guy." Yeah, he said, "This is not Welsh. This, what is this?" Or something like that. Yeah. And then a few people were like, "I've been thinking of the same thing. This is quite poor." And then of course the other side come in and say yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with this and well first of all he definitely got better after that because I was watching oh, yeah. carefully and um, so I think he was just chilling out maybe yeah yeah like he would maybe with his family who are all sort of Swansea yeah yeah esque so he was probably just that's how he speaks but it's not like he was on a programme about poetry <laughs> then then you'd think but you know, that, no. this is a bit poor but like if the choice is uh, having him speaking like that or not having him and then getting somebody who speaks Welsh but was like a crap footballer who played in yeah. like, you know, the Womble division or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to listen. I want to listen to the guy who played for Celtic and was yeah. like a proper... Le- and if he speaks Welsh, then I don't, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But him but, speaking Welsh in whatever way is much more influential than, like yeah. you said, some guy who, you know, he's brilliant but nobody knows or nobody cares yeah, yeah. about but also like the language is more likely to uh, die because people are scared of speaking it than yeah. because they speak it but you know and inevitably all Welsh words like what the hell is smoothier do you know what I mean like ironing smoothing it's in English do you know what I mean loft loft I mean but then that English word would have come from something of course yeah so else, it's so. like the idea that we we're like a total island linguistically is horseshit. Yeah. I mean. And um, also people, Welsh people that have that purist thing are boring as well. And I imagine they're probably boring in bed as well. Do you know what I mean? Like in every way. So judgmental. One thing I do think though, in Wales, we're allowed to have ponces as well, aren't we? We're allowed to have a few posh twits as well, surely. Or, yeah. else, or else we're believing an English narrative that they can you know, drive around in Range Rovers like a yeah. fawing and stuff, yeah. but we're not allowed to have our yeah. version. Growing up in Colin Bay, I would have, I had like a real crisis about speaking, not speaking the language, because I had to speak it at home with my parents, but like, I totally lost interest around like 13, 14, something like that. And then I started hanging out with lads that would go to watch Welsh bands like, and we, you could drink underage, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you go and see Kev and Heaven, Fuck Off Your Pal, all those bands. And like, and that was just like, so it, that was like a little cool world yeah. that was totally just accessible to you. Yeah. You could drink underage. Kind of, people would arrange buses to take people yeah. miles, you know, to Corwin and places like that. Yeah. And then um, a lot of it was the music. But I think a lot of those people that went to those things, maybe don't even listen to Welsh music now, but like, it was just like, yeah, like a kind of subculture, do you know what I mean? It was like a little world that you could, for a fiver or something, you'd get like a crap photocopied ticket, 
you'd, you'd go to Rill or something like that and go and watch three or four Welsh bands and it was great, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it was that, that changed my mind about it. It's a wonderful fresh day and an older artist is walking down a street in a seaside town. His clothes are riding nicely on his person, just right. And this gives him a quiet boost. The people coming into the area and all that sort of stuff, yeah. how they're speaking, you put, you've put that in a lot of your, yeah. your Instagram pics anyway. Yeah. I don't have this idea that Wales should be like this sealed off kind of nation when people are able to use money to like steamroll their lives yeah. into other people's uh, lives. Do you know what I mean? And I think like, you know, somebody, I just moved into this house like three months or something and then somebody came round asking if I wanted to sell it. Do you know what I mean? And um, it, the whole thing about the second home thing is that, you know, for years people assumed it was just Welsh speakers you know, being funny about people moving and the affecting language. That's part of it. But, like, you know, it's depressing if young couples can't afford to live in North Wales because it's not, it's not like, oh, that well, they can go somewhere else or something, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it's... And it's not a big city where one area becomes cool and then you just move to it. It's just... And I saw this during lockdown. It's... It's people who live in a different country where the government that they vote for, the government that we can't vote out because we don't have enough of a majority, that government suits them down to the ground. You know, it means that they can, uh, they're closer to the big wealth generating capitals in Britain. They're, and as a result, their houses are more expensive and they can sell them and then they can buy, they get way more for their money here. Mm. And this, nothing we can do about it. And you know when people say, oh, it's Welsh people are greedy selling their houses. But the thing is, like, the person selling that house could be three brothers, or yeah. brothers and sisters that are skint. Yeah. You know, the mother dies, the dad dies, and maybe two or three of them are on, like, low incomes, and uh, they, they need to maximise. Yeah, we're asking them to say no to, to yeah. that, which is not going to happen. It's not... Yeah, if one person did it, it wouldn't matter. It's never going to be a thing that no. people say no. It's not as simple, money. is it? As like, no. because if it was all like greedy Welsh people, all those greedy Welsh people would be loaded somewhere or living in like awful bungalows with like nice cars. But that I don't see them anywhere. So yeah. it feels like um, absurd that you would accuse somebody in an area where house prices have gone through the roof of that you'd accuse that person of being jealous because that's what I see on Facebook I, I think this is a bit of jealousy here with the local population and it's like it's not jealousy it's anger do you know what I mean it's such a weird um, to be that kind of tone deaf to the locale you live in is bad because like when I lived in London as a student you know I didn't buy a house there or anything I shopped in the local shops and blah 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 but as I saw the area gentrify, and it was a Bangladeshi community, I thought, like, it did occur to me, like, what's happening here? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I thought, like, yeah, is it okay or something? And then, you know, I was only there a short time. I was gone. I was back in Wales or whatever. Sometimes I think people move here and they literally, it doesn't, they don't even twig that they've had a 
huge impact on the yeah. housing market or the year-round economy because maybe they're not here all year or something. Mm. They, they're quite shocked to hear, like, oh, yeah. What, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've, like, like I said, you've put that in some of your Instagram drawings. Yeah. Has it gone into anything else? No, I don't think so. Um, during lockdown, I was living closer to Abigail at the beginning of lockdown with my dad. And um, I saw people breaking the lockdown. <laughs> yeah. You know, like those big... So are you an angry... Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, because also the thing of... When we were really worried about it right at the beginning yeah. and the danger of people bringing the virus with them to a small community, you know, mm. that was a real concern, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah. So you'd see, like, those big, like, camper vans that have, like, the kind of fiberglass quiff at the front, you know, that sticks out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd see them, like, I'd be on my bike or something yeah. near the village. I was the bloody hell, you yeah. know, that's not... They're on holiday, do you know what yeah. I mean? And, like, we've been told not to go anywhere. And then, you know, I'd read about places in Pennsylvania where people were turning up to their holiday homes in the middle of the night and stuff. He's sneaking in. And I just felt like, <laughs> you know... See, I, I can only laugh at that. Cause, because if it's few and far between, I always think it's it's quite funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look how they sneaked into their little house and... But I was both sides of it because I was like that when I was seeing people come in. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. If we're trying to stop viruses, people moving around, especially small communities, someone from Birmingham or whatever. Yeah, doesn't matter where they came from, but anyone moving around seems to be bad to me. Um, but uh, then the other, sorry, yeah, just no. the other side of that was that there was one that camper van you just described yeah. in the front nose, or whatever. There was one of them, and someone was banging on that, and it turned out it was like a nurse. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleeping. Of course. So that's where. There's that borderline of like yeah. how angry do we get before it becomes like it gets taken over by bigots, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like, yeah. Get out of here, you know, yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But I think what it is is like, um, you know, if you couldn't go to um, like your kid's funeral, your parents' funeral or something, and then you saw some guy in like combat shorts laughing outside, you'd kind of feel like, well, it would have been okay just for me to break the rules just once yeah. as well. You know, it's that. Yeah. It's like Boris, isn't it, with his parties and stuff like that. It's like yeah. we're either all in it together or we're not. And, um, you know, it wasn't poor people from cities driving here in the middle of the night. It was people that had second homes who who thought we're too good to be we're in not the cities. There. Yeah. We're too good for that. Yeah. And, like, there's not many people in Wales, so... You know, it's everybody thinking that they're the stars of their own film, isn't it? Do you yeah. know what I mean, they think that they're Tom Cruise with his family driving away from the tornado or whatever. But, like, yeah. actually, it's fucking thousands of these people all driving yeah. away from tornadoes to North Wales at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we can... That'd be but, a better film, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Seeing the backlash. There, there was someone right in the middle of it, and it was filmed, and someone was saying, this, the mountains are closed. <laughs> Some poor guy. This English guy was... Yeah, I mean, he was English. Um, he was like, I don't, you can't close a mountain. He was like, but that mountains are closed. We're all like, <laughs> it was, but and at the time, I was I was on the mountains are closed yeah. side guy. and But then in time, I'm thinking, oh, it was it that crazy that we were bothered by one person going on a mountain. It doesn't make sense. No, yeah. Like, I mean, I just like, yeah, nobody wants to be like a dickhead about it. Just has, you know, there's nothing worse than like, you know, vigilante ism but yeah. at the same time I felt 
just with my Instagram, like, I'm just going to, like, take pot shots at these people because they get on my nerves. So like, yeah. it's privilege and it's, like, entitlement. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Um, Combat shots. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, in the end of, at the end of Life of Brian, when they're all the crucifixes, and um, they said, Brian, we'll re- release Brian or something. And then this guy at the back says, I'm Brian, and so's my wife, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that, isn't it? That kind yeah. of, you know. Yeah. What about your, um, is it a painting that you've slightly animated painted? No, no, that was Cateridris. Cateridris, sorry. So I made that with yeah. my brother, and um, I designed it in SketchUp, the, the kind of 3D programme. And then I worked with an animation company that my brother works with. And um, we and I worked with some composers that did the theme tune. I mean, I tried to write it myself. I'm not musical, so I couldn't. And uh, I, I, in that film, I wanted to imagine what would it be like if Wales had a mega city. At one, on one hand, it would be disgusting and horrible. But on the other hand, it would be quite, you know, like skyscrapers in the mountains could be, in a kind of Blade Runner way, quite beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you were flying into like, you know, Machanlath International Airport or some or Skyport or whatever it'd be, <laughs> and then you're just like going between, like these huge towers or something. Yeah. Like I, f- I went to Central America, the beginning of the noughties, and just these weird cities, just yeah. at altitude, you know, and like weird. Yeah. You'd think like this is a crazy place to have a city yeah. or an airport or anything. Because you go from nowhere, like yeah. a, as a maybe if you're driving there, you see just nothing for ages. Yeah, and suddenly it's a massive city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just somewhere else. Someone's just stopped and gone right. We'll build here. Yeah, isn't that what like LA is? Yeah, yeah, LA's, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, desert really, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. Or let's nice see. Yeah, I remember flying over Las Vegas. I've never been to Las Vegas, but I remember just seeing it like in context. I think yeah. how <laughs> it's just a blob yeah. and then being built. But Dubai is is strange like that because like I think Dubai was like it existed, but it was like a really small place. Yeah, and then it had a runway when the British were there, I think, and some other a few buildings, and then now it's like a huge place. But also, they've got no shortage of space horizontally but they still build yeah you know like the skyscrapers in new york are tall because manhattan is small but in dubai they've got the tallest building in the world and they yeah. don't they could just build just out. for the sake of it yeah yeah just for the sake of it yeah because yeah, yeah. they can That's yeah because yeah, they yeah. can yeah, yeah so is that in that um exhibition that you've got yeah on that's now? on uh, ponty i think um Oh, in Ponto, so it's not in the Somerset. Um, oh, no, this is, that, that work is in part of the exhibition that's on at Storiel and Ponte at the moment to do the Art Foundation course. Oh, yeah. And then the exhibition in uh, Somerset is about... I've made this story up about... Not a story, this film about me as an older artist, you know, like with a beard and um, those kind of ro- round glasses that... You enjoy comical glasses. Yeah. Quite it's like architects and artists and <laughs> wear those glasses to show up, to show people how important their eyes are. Yeah. <laughs> like soccer players with golden boots or something. But yeah, and um, in the film, it talks about how he's like obsessed with. There's a kind of outfit that older artists wear that, like these blue jackets and um, like soft 
you know, nicely worn denim and nice leather shoes. It's like pretending to look like a French peasant from 150 years ago, <laughs> but actually being quite wealthy, you know, with a nice watch and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of taking the piss of that in a way. So it's not you foreseeing yourself. No, I hope to you, God you I won't you be like that. I'm just double denim. Yeah, no, I hope not. I'm I'm just slightly having a poke at older artists, you know. You used uh, this phrase, uh, riding nicely on his person. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) God, so that's... uh, It's like a kind of... They're kind of... um, They're like kind of cuddly, older, arty people. Do you know what I mean? Very nice, softly spoken, silly glasses. And um, I just thought it'd be good to, like, bully them a bit. (laughs) Bully them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From your work before, where it's more like you're doing short film... Yeah. And... Right, installations. Installations. Yeah. To now, in the last sort of pandemic-y thing, you've the Instagrams. Yeah, been a, a new thing. It has. I bought an uh, bought an iPad. I always thought like iPads were like stupid things, you know. Like, what weird? Like it doesn't stand up. Yeah. Or like, I have to get a thing to make it stand up, and like like a big phone. And then in the pandemic, I thought, oh, what if I started drawing on? You know, like the technology had got better and better with Apple Pencil and stuff. I just got one and I've used it non-stop. Do you know what I mean? I bought it in Argos in real like a year and a half ago and I've basically not put it down since. You do all them on there then? Yeah. Most of the Instagram ones, yeah. Because there's something about being able to like resize the drawing, put it in layers, colour it in. And, and in a way, the Instagram drawings have to be done quite quick. I haven't got time in the morning to be like some kind of comic artist just, you know, spending all day doing a drawing. So I I quite like how fast it is, you know, yeah. you can just do it. And um, it just seems like a good, you know, you do it on the device and you post it on the yeah. device. That's I mean, a great outlet. It's yeah. a bit uh, it's a bit like people used to say that about, say, stand-up. Yeah. Is that, you know, like you can spend a lot of time writing a script and send it off for it to come back and say, yeah. oh, do this, do that, all, all that sort of stuff. When you do stand-up, you can go to upstairs for a pub, yeah. try out some new material, and you get that response straight yeah. away. And that's that's like one of the best things about stand-up. Yeah, yeah. Whereas not in normal times, your yeah. art would have been so, it would have taken a lot of time to get that reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drip drab sort of reaction I would have thought yeah and also yeah you wouldn't get everyone's reaction at once would you no. that's the thing and then what someone at the end says it's a very successful exhibition yeah 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 or maybe you'd hear a month later I went to see your exhibition yeah quite liked it whereas yeah like um, it's like I, you're seeing a joke isn't it on, yeah yeah it on is. that now and you're getting that instant it response is, it is that it is a totally instant response he's wearing comfortable old good quality clothing Nothing is rubbing or dragging or chafing or flapping. His clothes have been worn into a comfy compliance. All is as it should be, or better. His sleeve isn't even snagging on his chunky watch as his arms swing. He could do anything in this outfit. So that was Bedwear Williams. Thanks to Bedwear for that. Really enjoyed chatting to him. Funny guy. Nice to talk to. Go to that Instagram account and you'll find all that you'll need to link you to some of his fantastic merch, which is not often said either, is it? But I've got the book, I've got a cup. And um, you can too, just go there, follow the leads. Or go to, of course, East Key to 
watch him there. All right, then. I'll see you later. Ta-ra.